Hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one. -on -one. And with me today, I have David Dunn, who's CEO of Velocity. Welcome, David. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me. And just in case anyone's looking it up, obviously it'll be on the website, but it's Velocity with an IDI at the end, not ITY. That's Velocity. Exactly right. <laughs> okay. And New York-based marketing intelligence platform. Indeed, indeed. The intersection between speed and digital. Velocity. Speed <laughs> and digital. Got it. Got it. Um, and we were just having a chat before we started the podcast, and one of the, the reasons you're here is is to talk about uh, the current release of the platform, which has some very interesting AI-related enhancements. But just to set a bit of a background for that, can you talk a, a bit about AI in the marketing technology space? Because we hear about it all the time these days, and it means different things to different people. Yeah, Kim, it... it, it it's really a spectrum that we're seeing now um, from solutions that I would categorize as AI light, where they're really just doing statistical analysis work, um, generating some auto outputs, to you know on the other other end of the spectrum something like Watson, which is true AI. Um, and you know when we looked at that, we, we didn't want to come out with a, an AI light solution. Frankly, that that kind of work is too simple. Uh, it doesn't really help a, a you know a, a client or, or an agency to understand what's actually happening and ease the burden of all that manual work that they're otherwise doing. Mm -hmm. So we, we we went and looked at two things. So first of all, we said we want to we want to launch a strategic product product something that people would actually be able to understand the priorities that they face, the choices that matter, and and how to really truly optimize their media spend. Um, and, and at a later point, tactical AI. So tactical AI being where you would actually then operationalize those insights, perhaps change a search by, uh, for example. So starting with the strategic, we focused also then within that on, on uh, the problem in two ways. The first was data quality. So yeah. we wanted to make sure that customers could be really confident about the quality of their data. And that's everything from you know, the sources, uh, the way in which it's brought in, the... Uh, data joins, unions, etc., that occur within the data. Um, the um, l looking for basically issues, anomalies, outliers in the data, and surfacing those for an analyst so that you know in the morning when the analyst comes in, they're literally coming into a set of insights that they spend their first part of their day on, which assure them then that the data is ready to be analyzed. Okay, just to make it concrete, what kinds of customers and what kinds of, d of data are we talking about? So the kinds of data typically are, you know, search data, social data, ad data, mm -hmm. um, you know, usually coming in large volumes from large brands. Um, we work with global agencies and, and many large advertisers, so the brands you would know, you know, yeah. um, in the marketplace um, who, for whom there could be hundreds of millions of lines of data pouring in from their various ad campaigns, particularly when you take in a global perspective. And so it, with that volume of data, it's extremely difficult for analysts to, you know, the human eye can't sure. find those yeah. kinds of issues. So what we've done is built an AI quality tool that essentially combs through any kind of data that you would ingest, any kind of marketing data that you would ingest, and looks for all of the known issues that might occur, um, looks for... Uh, Anomalies. So, for example, hey, we missed some data for a couple of days here. What happened? And so surfacing that so the analysts can go and find out. 
um, uh, outliers. Hey, you've got these really freaky performance <laughs> things happening. Right. You might want to know about those, um, good or bad, right? Um, so, so then that data quality initiative um, that we launched in June really assures the analysts that the, the work that they're about to do, which is deriving insights, is going to be of the highest quality possible and that they can then take those insights very rapidly and turn them into recommendations for perhaps a media team or yeah. it could be a planning team or a buying team that's going to implement those changes. Yeah, I think there was a sentence I wrote, I think, yes, today, which hasn't been published yet, which is that really bad data is almost as bad as no data at all. So AI has an enormous appetite for data. You have to be able to feed it to make it work. Yes. But you can... If you're feeding a bad data, you can really go astray, can't you? I totally agree, um, which is, again, the whole centerpiece of our data quality initiative is to say that most data is not in good order when it comes in. You know, the data ingestion is one part of the puzzle for sure, and that's a, a good challenge to solve for. But if data ingestion without great data transformation is, is useless, and a- AI to to improve that is, is terrific, especially when you're dealing with you know, massive volumes of data, which, by the way, the volumes are growing all the time, yes. so we know that's not going to change. Uh, so the more new sources that become available and the, and the greater the volumes associated with each of those sources, this problem compounds itself every year. And so uh, that, that was our rationale for starting off with data quality. Um, but once you've got the data to a point where you're confident about it now, you want to also speed up the analysis. Okay. So so the second part of our platform release, which we're just pushing out now, um, is is, um, is we call it impact, and essentially, as the word would suggest, it's, <laughs> it's helping you to understand what's working, what's not working, and where, when, and how it's working, not working, and so that you can really tune your spend again. And so... These tools are not um, intended to take away the work of the analyst. What they're intended to do is to take away all that mundane um, work or the work that, frankly, a human eye just can't get to. Um, And so, you know, if if you think about the this and that overused term, paradigm shift. Yeah. Many analysts have been using Excel and PowerPoint tools like that in order to get their analysis done, or a myriad of different technologies, and. Essentially, here, we're automating that process so that they can come in in the morning to to a set of uh, results that tell them the quality of their data and that tell them the impact of their marketing performance. Uh, And then they start to work. This is impact on uh, all kinds of media spends. It It could be um, uh, social. It could be, um, tell me, mobile, desktop. Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um, so the first release is for search. Mm-hmm. So this this release that we're doing uh, this week is for search, and then uh, every six weeks we're pushing out for the, the various other um, uh, ad formats, so yeah. display and social advertising and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, but those are the first three that we're doing, and, and so this by the end of Q4 we'll have released all three of those. Excellent. Now, um, another thing we were talking about earlier is this quest for the 360-degree view of the customer. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, when you're uh, analyzing this data, when you're putting it together and providing the feedback on it, are you appending the data to profiles? In other words, are you, are you, are you uh, tracking identities through the data and pulling it together in that way? So, you know, good question. There's really sort of two levels of data that are being analyzed today. One is the aggregate level data. So how many customers came, what did they, what actions did they take? Um, and that data is typically the data that 
brands and agencies are using to report their activities. Uh, and then there's the event level data, which is looking at, to your point, individual uh, customers and looking at them and their actions through your websites, your apps, your e-commerce, or whatever ways in which you're gathering data from your from your uh, customer. Um, you know, like most platforms, ours deals with both both sets of data, right? Large, yeah. uh, uh, large, uh, typically structured data sets, but but aggregate and, and event level. Um, and 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 that part of our business is is changing pretty significantly. We yeah. we've done a lot of work around the data ingestion and transformation mm-hmm. to enable that data to be more useful uh, in more settings. Okay, uh, is this on a route which will lead to? Um, providing your customers with enough information to target ads individually. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a number of things um, in, in our pipeline of uh, product roadmap, I should say, which is primarily targeted for Q4 uh, around this. Uh, so I, the answer is, in short, is yes. We're, we're, we're very much focused on how to uh, help our clients get closer to their customers and to their potential customers. And in order to do that, we are accelerating development of our and release of our tools that do just that. And, and those tools are intended to pair up with other tools that we know agencies and brands use, right? Sure. Media planning, media buying tools, and so on and so forth. But we're not building those tools, right. rather integrating with them, making it easy for brands to send, to, to you know create segments, uh, yeah. better segments, smarter segments, that kind of thing. Now, in a sense, somebody who follows this space and who who reads about it, I don't know so much practitioners, they might think to themselves, didn't we have this solved already? We have big data. We can track people across devices and channels. We can target them precisely. Uh, What's so new about this? Can't we do it all already? Isn't that all sorted (laughs) out? Well, the funny thing about marketing data is, uh, unlike almost any other data source that you can think of inside of an enterprise, you think human resources data, you think sales data, inventory, you, you know, any kind of data that finance, all those data sets are in a big data warehouse mm-hmm. and they have been for years. But marketing data is the exact opposite. It's actually scattered, right? So the more agencies you employ, the more geographies you operate in, the more brands you have, um, the more data sources there are. And by the way, the more channels you market on, right? So, so what ends up happening, um, I often talk about it as a small data problem. You've just got many, many parts of small data yeah. that are in many different places I and they're see. hard to get at. Yeah. And, and sometimes that, you know, for a global brand, that could be an analyst in Kuala Lumpur in Excel yeah. um, who's maybe getting manual uploads of, of information, could even be getting printouts from a, a local media provider. So, you know, not all things are equal in the media world, right? So, yeah. so we, we get a bit spoiled here, you know, domestically. We, we, have, we expect everything to be in digital format and to be sophisticated, but as you go across the world, that, that changes very rapidly. And yet, if you think about it from a global brand perspective, some of their biggest markets are overseas in these locations. So, so one of the things that we're working on and have been is, is to make it easy to bring together all those disparate marketing sources. So, so that's why I talk about small data problems. Mm. Um, but when you bring those things together, there tend to be more issues because the work hasn't been done to normalize them. So, so in the marketing business, uh, marketing intelligence business, the, the, the hardest things to do are to bring together all the data from all the disparate sources and to then do the transformations to make that data really useful. 
Um, and that, that contrasts very significantly with any other kind of business intelligence, which is why we kind of coined the phrase and, and launched into marketing intelligence because we felt, well, within business intelligence there exists this particular niche and, and really it requires specialist skills to get at. It's clearly an enormous challenge. I mean, I've spoken to companies who use 200 agencies around the world and just tracking the digital assets is enough of a struggle without tracking the uh, tracking performance. Yes. So, uh, how do you... Is, are you reliant on your clients to tell you where their data is, or is it? Do you align with them? Do you sit down with them, talk about what their data sources are? Yeah, I mean it's really the latter. Mm. Um, clients are working on the data problem, um, be the agencies, be the brands, and both, right? Yeah. In, in concert, are, are working on data problems, typically coming at it from different angles. Um, but, you know, when we talk about the single source of the truth, it, it, it feels like an elusive goal to some. Yeah. Um, and one that, frankly, even today, with all the sophistication that exists out there, many brands have yet to achieve. Um, so so we're, we're leaning really hard into that and helping brands and agencies get there faster. Um, but, but this is also a change, right? So yeah. they have to change the way they work. They have to want to do that <laughs> so um, but I think from the viewpoint of the brand and the pull through that occurs with their agencies partners um, you know this just makes a ton of sense if you're if you're sitting in the c-suite let's call it the CMO yeah. of a large national multinational brand and it takes you a month to two months to get a view of what happened yeah. worldwide not good. Um, that rear view mirror is not very helpful to you business it doesn't operate that way anymore business is much more cyclical based on you know consumer uh, patterns of yeah. purchase and um, so I, th I think it's really really important today more than ever uh, it's not like the old days where you could set a campaign plan it out a year in advance buy all the media in advance and then uh, as they used to say set it and forget it uh, <laughs> but, but, but that it's yeah. quite the opposite now right you, you, you could change your whole media strategy next week when you learn something in a particular market yeah. Um, and so, so that's the kind of speed of data is super important. And, and at the same time, as we were talking about earlier, there's an ever-increasing volume of data, but volume doesn't equal quality or insight or anything else. So, okay. so it's, to, it's to sort of sift through the volume and make not make the volume a problem, right? but to solve that and, and set it aside so that people can focus on always getting to that insight really, really quickly. Okay. And just to, just to wind up with... I don't I know people don't always want to call out customers by name, but give us a sense of the types of, of clients you're looking for. What kinds of businesses are you, are you choosing to serve? Yeah, so we're, we're historically, we, we've worked with a lot of the global agencies and, and large brands, but as our product has been substantially automated and self-serve was released earlier this year, mm -hmm. uh, we're now able to bring those same solutions to a whole audience of mid-market brands that we wouldn't have even talked to maybe two years or a year ago. Um, so, that, so that's kind of an exciting development yeah. for us in, in, in addition to the AI piece. So for brands who, who you know, any kind of mid-market brand, uh, but typically speaking, the, the companies that, that benefit the most, if they're spending, you know, a couple of million dollars or more in advertising, they can start to utilize these tools to, to get very rapid returns. If they're spending tens of millions then you know it pays for itself in a month. Um, you know that. Kind of thing. That's the kind of thing a CMO always likes to hear. Indeed. <laughs> okay, David. Thank you very much for talking to us today about philosophy. My pleasure, Kim. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And everyone, look out for the next one-on-one -on -one podcast.